Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit, the number four, success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, I'm Rach and I'm a success alchemist. And I'm Therese and I'm a spirit alchemist. And together we make up Spirit for Success. Today's topic is all about failure, something that is very important to a lot of people because they're trying so hard to avoid it. Yes. (laughs) And we're not going to be telling you to avoid it. We're actually going to be telling you a lot about how to move through it, how to embrace it, how to gain from it rather than having to always avoid it. Because one of the things we know for sure, when you try to avoid something, you usually create it for a start. But it creates more drama and torture within you when you're trying to avoid something because you're contracting against it. So we're going to show you today and talk more about how do you expand through your fear of failure and how do you expand through failure itself. Therese, you want to add to that? <laughs> Bring on your gem. <laughs> yeah. So um, one of the things that we've talked about before and we will talk about again and again is the process of mastery. Mm. So mastery in any form. We would call it the the formula of mastery or the process, doesn't really matter what you mm. call it. Um, but there are three main components to mastery and they are intention, practice, and performance. And I talked about this a little bit on a Facebook live feed earlier today, which I did my first one. And in order to do it, yeah, <laughs> I had to be willing to fail. Big time. He didn't. Yeah. (laughs) And see, that's the external perception. On the inside, yeah, there were some failure moments for me. But that's part of the process. And um, we can't master anything without failure, period. It it is just part of the success formula. And, um, you know, I would caution anybody who claims that you can have success without failure to me that's a big red flag it's not the f word it's not a it's not an f word it's not a four-letter word either it's definitely not the f word but here's what i want you to understand and this is why some people might say that you you know you can succeed without failure because it's the the perception of what the, the meaning that they've placed on failure failure is not failure if you continue to try, if you give it a go, if you put yourself out there, just because it doesn't hit the mark or it doesn't create or do the thing you intended it to do or it should have done, doesn't mean it's a failure. So the perception of it is a very big key to the emotional connection that you have to it and to whether or not failure becomes this thing that is this doom and gloom, oh my God, I don't want to fail, versus, oh, cool, failure, I fucked up, what can I learn from that? How can I move through it? Well, you said hit the mark. And one of my favorite um, imagery that comes up when I think about success or when I think about mastery is um, an imagery of an archer with the bow and arrow. Mm. 
um, and hitting the mark. That's where that comes from, right? And so if you think about the archer pulling back and releasing the arrow, and the arrow falls short, right? It doesn't go into the bullseye. It, it hits the ground. That would be considered failure right there. But here's the most important thing, that there is information to be got from that moment right there, right now. The archer now, now, now understands that there was more pressure needed, more drawback, that they needed to lift their, um, maybe adjust their aim to get a, a better shot next time. You can't get any of that information without actually doing the process. You can't get that information without putting it out there without actually attempting success. And that's, and that's yeah, so, continue. <laughs> no, 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 you got it. You take it. You take yeah. it. So that's the thing that most people that let's hang on. That's what most people let stop them. It's not the failure itself. It's the fear of failing. So they're standing there like the archer. I'll continue on with this analogy. Yes. They're standing there with the bow and arrow in their hand. And I'm sure you can relate to this. And it's like, well, what if I fail? But what if it doesn't work? What if I'm fall too short? What if it goes too far? What if, what if, what if, what if? So in that moment, no action is actually being taken. You don't know what you need to adjust. You don't know what needs to change in order for you to hit the mark. So the only way to work out what you need to adjust is to shoot the fucking bow. <laughs> shoot it. <Just> go. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it and fail, do it and fail, do it and fail because eventually you will hit the mark. You'll get yeah. better and better and better and better. I mean, this is like us doing the, the video format where you're like, oh, we should. Oh, I don't know. But oh, we should. So we've just started doing it. And now it's like, you know what? Fuck it. If we fuck it up, if we say fuck too many times, that's fine. <laughs> we'll work it out. But we're going to be real. We're going to be make mistakes. We're going to do all these things. You guys are going to see some of us fucking things up royally. But we're not going to hide from that. We are going to feel a little bit of, oh, my God. But... Yeah, we're going to do it anyway, because we know, just like you guys, when you do this stuff, when you fuck it up, you make changes, you get better, you get better, you get better, you master the fucking thing. Right. And, and one big fear that stops people dead in their tracks before they even let themselves fail mm. or um, experiment with success, maybe, um, is that the internal dialogue is, what if I'm not good enough? Mm. What if I'm not good enough. And um, I had a really interesting epiphany around that when I Facebook lived and it was, uh, yeah, you're not good enough. And it's not in, in the sense of you never will be, but in this moment, before you do anything, you are not good enough. You don't know the information that you need to know to make you better. Mm. And that is what failure so beautifully gives us is the exact information we need to know to get better exactly and i had a thought as you were saying that it's like um we go into these things with the expectation that we're going to be olympic runners the second we get out onto the track the first time around it's like well hello duh no no we're not at all we've got to run the race we've got it this is coming back to mastery we've got to practice 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 try the performance still not hit the mark and then practice some more but i love it I, oh, 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 I, just, I love it because you just reminded me of one of my all-time favorite memes that goes around and they're the ones where it's like this is what I think I look like in my head and this is what I look like in reality and one of my favorites is is I mean just 
any of them are great, but one of my favorites is the runner. It's like, this is what I imagine running look, I, what I look like running in my head is this beautiful model who's like jogging so effortlessly in her sports bra and, and shorts. And then the reality is this kid like, you know, like barely move. <laughs> and yeah. that, that is, those are, um, those memes, mm. even though they're ridiculous and funny, they share so much truth. And it's because we expect, we have some weird expectation that, yeah, we're going to be Victoria's Secret models going for our run, or we are going to be, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey when we go on Facebook Live. That's right. And the first time we put a product out, we're expecting, you know, we put the, you do our first Facebook ad, we put our first product out and damn, why haven't we got a hundred thousand fucking clients? <laughs> right? <have> no, <laughs> you're still learning. You're still practicing. You, you got to keep practicing. And I like, you, you said it earlier, Therese, and it's stuck in my head. We're experimenting with success. Don't, yeah. and I love that term. And I think we would better put that on a meme. It's <laughs> aiming for success. You know, we're experimenting with it. Allow it to be playful, be fun. You know, we're experimenting. We're going to get it right. We're going to get it wrong. But it, the, the term experimenting just takes the pressure off. So let's experiment with success. Uh, yes. It means we're yes. going to fail. We're going to fuck it up and get it all yeah. right and wrong. Well, the, the minute I say experiment, I feel like those, you know, the scientists with the test tubes. Yeah. And they've got all the little formulas together and they don't know what's going to happen, but they're willing to pour them together. You know, God, God forbid any explosions <laughs> happen, but let's just say it just like fizzles out, right? Um, they don't know what's going to happen. They're testing, they have their hypothesis about what will happen. Um, but in order to achieve any sort of result or even get surprise results that they weren't expecting. They have to do a whole bunch of little um, mm. tests to see. And a lot of them are duds, right? You get a whole line of tests going and it's like dud, 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 winner, dud, 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 you know, that, ooh, yep. that's new. <laughs> it's the same. You know, we over compartmentalize our lives. This is a message that I keep getting from spirit. And it's always an aha when they show me places where we have over compartmentalized, but, um, it's okay. Right. When you think about the scenario with the scientists and the test tubes, suddenly that's okay to experiment, right? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, of course that's naturally, that's what you're going to do. But then you put it in the realm of, um, I have a passion and I want to put it out in the world. And suddenly experimenting is not okay. It's like, you gotta get it. You've got to get it now. And if you don't, you better, you know, fuck off out of here because somebody else is doing it better. And why should you be doing it when mm -hmm. really and truly the reason why we are doing it and so-and-so and X and blah, blah, blah. And they're all doing it is because the message that we share, even if it's similar to someone else's is going to hit somebody in such a way that they get it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, is our reason for being out here. And if we're not willing to experiment and fail to try and reach you and miss the mark and then try again and then get a little closer, mm. the people who need to hear the message or who um, we could make a difference for might never receive it. Mm. And when you think about it in terms like that, that there's something that you are doing, right? Whether it be, this is just coming to my mind, but let's say you um, take care of animals. Right. You're not a vet, maybe, but you help dogs like you're a dog rescuer um, and you've tried a few things, but the, it's not working. Right. It's it's just it hasn't gotten anywhere. You haven't got the traction you need or the funding or whatever, but you're passionate about it and you care. Um, and you st 
stop doing what you're doing because the first few tries failed. <laughs> There's a dog out there that needs you, right? An animal that would need you, that you could reach if you would just get over yourself and, and let yourself help that person. Now, when you put it in those terms, it's like, ooh, like I almost want to cry. I'm like, get, 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 over yourself. <laughs> get over yourself and save that dog. Um, but you see how suddenly it, when you put it in those terms, when you think about that end result that, you know, a lot of times we never know the full effect that we have on other people. We never know the extent that our work may inspire someone else's. We just, we don't know. And that's not really for us to know. But if you shut yourself down, if you don't allow that possibility to exist, that you have a major impact somewhere for someone, um, then you're letting yourself play small mm -hmm. and you're not even experimenting with success that has a greater purpose. Mm. I want to hit that home in a little bit in a slightly different way mm -hmm. because the important factor that Teresa just put, put across is where the focus is. So it's really easy to focus on, I failed if you're internally focused on, but I'm not good enough. I can't reach the mark, but there's somebody out there better than me. It's all very I, I, I focused. When you switch your focus to, but what if there's somebody out there I can help? What if there's someone out there that really would love my art? What if there's somebody out there, even if it's just one person that I can shift something for that makes a massive life difference to, is that worth it? Well, to me, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Now, you know, we talk about a lot of things like Abraham Hicks stuff. We talk about, you know, Oprah's talked about stuff that we've talked about. Deepak Chopra and many other business people and whatnot have talked about the things that we talk about. Yeah. But we're still here because there's something in us and that's what we're listening to. We're listening to the, our soul, which is saying, but I want to talk about that stuff. I want to talk about it. I want to share about it. I want to help other people in that space. So when you're listening to that and you couple that with, well, I'm obviously driven by this because there is somebody or multiple somebody's out there that need me to do this, which, you know, the universe is very, very intelligent. So it's worked it out that way. So if you don't play your part, if you don't listen to that part of you that's saying, but I really want to do that, then you're shortcutting not just yourself, but you're shortcutting the world and the people in it who need you to do what is unique to you. So change the focus from being, oh my God, I'm not good enough. I, 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 I. It's like, don't be so freaking selfish. <laughs> right? Get over yourself. Because there is somebody, some somebody, some animal, something out there that is waiting for you to step up and shine. Yeah. And, uh, I love, I know I love that so much. And um, you said something. One of the things that I have seen running through my Facebook feed recently is the little video with Oprah and talking about how she's always asking about what her bigger purpose is. And I want to talk just a moment about messages that sound similar and it seems like they're being repeated. Like Rach said, a lot of the stuff we talk about, you've heard it before. You probably have heard it from another source, maybe even like a, a better, more well-known source. Mm -hmm. um, the universe supports that. You see, for them, the message can't get out enough, mm -hmm. right? They wouldn't, we wouldn't keep aligning to um, 
a similar vibration if the universe wasn't supporting that they're like yes as many times as it can be said as many times that the truth can be spoken and heard by somebody and if it if only we reach one new someone and that message lights them up right lights them up and they're like i feel in alignment with that that feels like my truth then the universe is like Continue, continue to inspire people to want to put a similar message out because it's in the best interest of all, mm. right? It's, it's a high frequency message that keeps going out and has new messengers all the time. I mean, the term light worker mm. back in the seventies was barely used. People were like, what is that woo woo weirdness? Mm -hmm. And now there's a whole sphere of people who identify as light workers and actually understand what that term means. It's incredible, incredible. So just because you have a desire and then you find out, you know, it's so funny as an artist or even as just a business person, you get a creative spark in you, right? And you don't know where it came from. You don't know if it drifted into your subconscious, if it came straight from God, mm -hmm. um, or you dreamt it, you, you don't know, but this, when it first comes into your consciousness, you get so excited about it. You're like, this is new, this is new, and it's amazing, and when I share it, I'm gonna blow the world away, and they're just going to be like, what? And then you start putting it out there, and then you see it again, Yep. right? Somebody else has done it, somebody else has said it, somebody else is similar. They've done it, maybe they've done it better, maybe they had like even a stronger take on it, and suddenly the balloon inside you goes, mm -hmm. like, oh my god, I am, you know, and then you go, you can collapse into that um, place that Rach was talking about, which was that I am place, where everything's coming from the I, rather than the greater perspective. Um, that's contraction, that's complete contraction, when you just... And that's not what we, I mean, we talked about that earlier um, and how to expand through those moments, how to, and this is where for me to get back to that space of uh, expansion as opposed to contraction, there are some things that I remind myself of and it's exactly what Therese was just talking about. I'm not inspired by this for no reason. There is a reason I'm inspired to do this and I have to trust in that. My team have sent me this stuff for a reason. Now, when I look at other people doing it, then it's like, well, this has been tested and tried. Get your, get your shit together. Give it a go. Because the thing about it is we are all unique. We, are, we have individual fingerprints. There are, there's none that you can find that are the same as you. That's not just true of your fingerprint. That is true of you in your entirety. You are extremely unique. So when you talk about something, you're going to put your own flavor on it. It is going to be very unique to you. Have you seen... Have you seen those painting parties, Rach? They're usually um, a thing like you can go to with your family or your girlfriends where you someone teaches you how to paint a painting, even if you've never painted before in your mm -hmm. life. Everybody gets a canvas and everybody learns the lesson. Mm -hmm. And usually at the end, so they're all painting the same painting. And this relates back to what Rach yep. just said. But they're all painting the exact same painting. They've been all given the same steps. Like first we make the white circle and then we put the ring of blue. And then, you know, so every step has been followed. And yet at the end, when you see the group photo and everybody's holding up the same painting, you see how different each person interpreted the exact same information. 
was filtered and came through and it was slightly different and some were like really different i'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it but some looked very similar and had little tweaks that were different and then somebody usually there's one or two in the group just like, like <laughs> i'm out i'm gonna do my no, own way <laughs> that's so you um, <laughs> it's it's really beautiful if you take that snapshot of these people holding the same painting and then think about your work in that term what if we could stand with our brothers and sisters in message and see it as a painting that they're holding in front of them and see how beautiful and individual they each are including yours including ours yeah. And see how valuable. <laughs> For those who are just listening, I'm having an emotional moment. Um, <laughs> so I'm letting it, I'm letting it land. But when you take it in, the, in that context, you really see that there's, that your painting is just as important as the person standing next to you, just as valuable and um, just as interesting, right? Wouldn't it be boring if there was just one painting in a whole picture of a bunch of people standing there and they're all holding just one single painting? Like, this is our one thought. It's like, mm -hmm. you know. We're not naturally copy, copy, uh, copy machines. So we don't, even when we try to do something that's similar, it's never the same. So, yeah. and that's what we want you to get with <laughs> you right there. You're okay. <laughs> I want to give you a <laughs> So beautiful. I'm glad we captured that. It's <sighs> staying on. It's staying in, in the oh, edit. I'm just man. letting you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> being really real and really vulnerable. So, because what we really want you to get is we don't, we don't want you to let failure be the thing that stops you from being the you that needs to be out there in the world. It's, you have a gift. You are a gift. And you need to be out there. So mm -hmm. let's, let's continue on and talk about, you know, how, because we know it's natural for fear to come up. We've even experienced it ourselves in the last few days. We always do. But it's not about allowing it to stop you. It's about finding ways to move through it. So I started talking about, for me, I come back to, because fear of failure is a contraction. And we want to move out into expansion. So expansion for me is stepping back, in, back out into that place of trust. Trust in myself, trust in my team, trust mm -hmm. in everything else around that. Because we, when we try to control and, and get the, um, it's like we want the crystal ball that says, well, if I do this, it's absolutely going to work out. And then we know it's safe to do. Right. <laughs> Doesn't exist. So <laughs> we've got to get to a place of feeling like, you know what, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm still going to learn something, gain something. There's nothing lost by doing it. And I've got to remind myself sometimes of that. So, Therese, what have you got? Oh, itchy nose. Yeah, well, it's, what she said what, that I want to kind of reiterate is that it's not just whether I succeed or fail and it, mm. and it doesn't matter. It's the idea that even if I fail, I'm still moving forward. Mm. I have still climbed. I'm falling up the mountain. That's what I want you to picture is like a person climbing yes. the mountain and they kind of face plant, but they face plant up, right? Okay. And then they stand up and dust off. They, they're, you're not going to be um, in the same location 
as you are before you start. You won't be. Before I did the Facebook Live post, I had a lot of ideas about what it would be like, about how I would be in it, and maybe how suave I would be, or <laughs> not suave. Um, but now that I've done it, I've completed one, I know new information about myself. For example, I was very nervous. And when you're watching yourself, it's very easy to get distracted. And at the moment I was speaking, I thought, oh my God, I am talking so fast. Nobody is going to understand me. Then I went back and watched it and I went, wow, it wasn't what I thought. New information, right? It doesn't mean I can't correct and slow down. In fact, I would benefit <laughs> from slowing down a little. Me too. I sometimes. <laughs> we get excited, Rach and I get very <laughs> excited about our work and our message. And when you get in the zone, when you're putting yourself out there and we're showing people, I mean, my God, you just saw me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I keep scratching my nose. I got this hair that's like in my just one hair that you can't even see but I'm just like (laughs) you know (laughs) so when you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable Mm. you hear your critic a lot our critics are very much with us they're kind of sitting on our shoulder like me 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 (laughs) everyone's gonna see that (laughs) what are they thinking da 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 I am no longer naive to what it takes to do it, what the experience is like, and what the reality is afterwards. I have so much more information now. And um, whether I perceive it as a success or a failure is my choice. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be. like you can, you can perceive it as a failure, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing either. And that's what I was, I was talking about before. Yeah. You can still call it a failure. And this, it's, it's the emotional connection you have to that that makes the difference. So, hey, we fail all the time. We try things. <laughs> yeah, they don't necessarily work. They don't work to the level that we think they should. But Oh, yeah. And we accept that they are, well, technically a failure. But you, we're not falling in the ground in a heap and deciding, oh, I can't go on. We can't do it because it failed. <laughs> Look, I, I did do that a few times. And I'll talk about more of that in the, the, the Facebook live chat later. But. I used to do that kind of failure, but now it's like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. What are we going to do next? How else can we do it? What do we need to change? What, is, what else can we try? Usually we talk to our team first because we know that when we talk to them, <laughs> the chances of success go up quite considerably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, we always, and sometimes we make assumptions. We jump to assumption about why something failed. If we get too emotional and we get and we stay there right because I had talked about earlier in my Facebook live that I felt the emotion of disappointment I felt the emotion of disappointment but I let it move through me uh, rather than holding on to it you can't hear I couldn't talk to my team in spirit um, my higher self God whoever you want to call it I could not hear them at a lower frequency, which is where negative emotions reside, you know, and grief and sadness and fear, all those are lower frequencies. In order to hear, you have to raise your frequency, which means you need to be calm and relaxed, which is another reason why we say relax Mm -hmm. because they've shown us in energy that we can send and receive information through our electromagnetic fields right? And that they, those move, they contract 
when we're upset. So we always talk about avoiding contraction because when you contract, you go into fight or flight. When you go into fight or flight, everything shuts down and all the information kind of moves into your heart. Um, your it's heart. Like Wi-Fi signal. So like mm -hmm. the Wi-Fi, we've talked about that before. The exactly. Wi-Fi signal, when you're, in your, when you're in contraction mode, you've turned your Wi-Fi off. You're off. not connecting to source or any other external extra information. Because so physically, all your blood is going to your heart so that your adrenaline can kick up and you can either fight for your life or flee for your life. <laughs> Right. So you can't make decisions and you can't get information from there. You have no Wi-Fi signal. So you have to relax. So you feel the emotion and you allow it to move through. You take a deep breath. And this is where you start to receive divine guidance or information. Um, and this is where you would regroup from, right? So whenever you think about, I'm going to regroup, what do you do? You have to stop. You have to stop and relax. And then you're like, okay, what do I need to know to, to where am I going to go next? All right. So I would say step number one, when you're dealing with a failure, let's do the steps. Do the steps? <laughs> right. Let's do top tips and steps and whatnot. Okay. So, so failure. that's the or first not. one. That would be the first one is feel what you need to feel. feel right. We, exactly. Because, um, even even though you are a smart, kick-ass, and sparkly lady or man, um, perhaps, no, let me take that back. You are smart and kick-ass and sparkly. Um, but disappointment is still going to hurt, right? It's still going to hit you. You, don't, you can be a highly evolved person who's, um, you know, all ready for success and, and can understand failure and still feel the zing of disappointment. Mm, We're not saying... Yeah, and we're not saying that you are immune to it, nor should you be. No, and that's part of some, and we talked about this in, um, in Emotion Mastery, and this is what I work with, the, the source of shift technique with people, is to help you to, to process that a lot faster. Because yeah. it's not about not, it, it, you can't ignore it, you can't just pretend and focus, and I see this all the time. Oh, well, you know, I just won't focus on the negative, I'll just focus on the positive. No, don't. <laughs> Please chuck your tantrum, throw yourself on the ground, cry your eyes out, give yourself five minutes to allow that motion to naturally roll through you. When it does, it loses its power. <laughs> yeah. In fact, and this is one of the biggest lessons I learned from Rach. She helped me through this so much um, because a big part of my belief before I started working with Rach was that I am better than this. <laughs> I am better than this lower emotion. <laughs> And, and I'm a positive person. So, uh, you know, what disappointment? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the problem with that is that that's not allowing, that's resisting. And what you resist persists. And so because of my work with Rach and how she helped me, she does it all the time. I, whenever I come to her with a problem, I better be prepared to deal with it because she, she's not, she's not like, here's a tissue. Let me hold you. You know, sweet. <laughs> she has to she's ask like, at first if she wants that. <laughs> I do. I do. I have to put it out there. I'm like, I can't do it today. <laughs> I need, I need I to can be love you. I can just cuddle you and love you. But a lot of times the first thing she'll do is she'll like go chuck a tantrum and then come back. <laughs> I can't. I, so I have to like, and it's so funny because she can always tell if I've done it or not. She can tell if I did like the week 
blow him. Like, <laughs> You're not done yet. Go back and do it again, princess. Yeah. <laughs> so the first thing you've got to do. Feel it, is, baby. Feel it. Yeah. Once you feel it, the next thing you need to do is let it go. Oh, are you milking it? Right. So there was this great quote that went around that we shared, which is, was it a bad five minutes or, um, did you milk it, was for it, the whole day? Did you milk it for the whole day? <laughs> right. Yeah. So once you realize that, yeah, I felt it and I'm going to let it go, then you deep breathe deep and turn your Wi-Fi on. Rach, explain that. Yeah, so this is where you expand. This is where you get back into that space of relaxation. Um, I do this by focusing on my breath. Once I've chucked my tantrum, I've gone in and allowed my fear to roll out. Then I literally just sit like cross-legged and I breathe. Bring all of the awareness back to your breath because that'll just allow, because the emotions, emotions are chemicals and they still run through you. It takes a little while for the chemicals to subside. Mm. So to help it along, you just focus on your breathing, breathing in slow, breathing in deep. It does a few things. It oxygenates your blood. It helps get rid of the old chemicals. It brings you back into a state of alignment. And just that in itself will bring you back into that space of expanded awareness, which means you've got access then. Once you're in that nice, calm place, then you can ask the question that you need the answer to. And if it's, do I go ahead with this or do I not? Do I trust this person? Do I not? You can ask the question and then wait. Don't try and find the answer. Don't try and grab the answer. Don't go and chase the answer. You've got to, and we, our team and spirit have said this to us too. You've got to pretend like you're in the wild and you're trying to catch a wild animal. Don't go chase the freaking thing. Yeah. They come and sit next to you. You've got to sit quietly and be inviting, be open, allow it to come to you. So that's how you kind of, that for me, that's expansion because you're getting back into that space of trust and yeah. Some of the statements I use that help me to get into that space and turn my Wi-Fi up even more are to remind myself things like, um, <clears throat> if it's meant to be, it's up to me and my team because I always get caught in that kind of, oh, my God, when I think it's up to me. Um, I go, you know, if, I don't know how, but everything's working out even better than I can imagine. Sometimes just saying that statement over and over just relaxes, 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 opens, opens, opens. Yeah. So a couple of statements like that. Therese, what other statements have you used that help you to get into that trust, flow, relaxed, expanded state? Well, for me, like today, um, and I don't know if I mentioned this here, but I experienced a, a, like a little failure today. I, I applied for my art to be part um, of Pottery Barn. <laughs> I'll just put it out there. Pottery Barn. And um, I, I didn't make it. I didn't make the cut. And the first thing that happened was I, I allowed the emotion to move through. It took about two minutes. And then I allowed myself to go into expansion. And one of the things that they remind my team reminded me of was think about your mentors. Think about the people that inspire you. And what do you know? What information do you have already? And one of them is, I love this thing. It's a video that goes around. I think I've posted it several times myself, but it talks about some really fucking amazing people like Oprah and Walt Disney and JK Rowling and yeah. um, Steve Jobs. And it talks about where they were and how they failed right? And they're amazing, right? We, we can all acknowledge that, yeah, they're successful people, but mm. it's a meme that talks about how um, the failures that they had that are often aren't highlighted. 
and how many times they had to try and got shut down and try again. And it was the try again. That's the message, right? Ultimately behind that was go back to who inspires you. Think about somebody or, that you know who inspires you, that you consider a success and really look at their journey. Hmm. And when you do that, it allows you to relax because you realize, you know, I, in fact, after that, I was asked to write down how many times I feel like I've been rejected or failed. And I, I wrote down the ones that I could think of because usually when you feel uh, rejected or like you failed, other things come back up to remind you that, yeah, you, you got rejected here and oh, and you failed there and blah, blah, blah. And those are going to come up. So I tallied them. I was like, fuck it. All right, here we go. Tallied them down. I got about six that I could think of that really kind of were like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> and then they said, don't stop. Now write down all of your wins, anything that you would consider a win related to your art and I wrote it down and it was like I had like a couple big ones and then I was like well every sale is a win and then I got over like I had over a hundred wins I had six strong fails and over a hundred strong wins and I was like okay <laughs> I, see, <laughs> I see what you did here. You're showing me where my alignment is because if I continue to identify with my failures, then I will not proceed forward because it'll be too hard. It'll feel really painful and disappointing and I'll keep making lower vibration choices. Mm -hmm. When I look at how many wins I have compared to my failures, it makes my failures, it turned them from this giant mountain into this little tiny ant, number one. <laughs> number two, I, I realized that it was a choice, and that was the part that felt like the bitch slap because <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be grateful for, a lot of positive, strong momentum. And I was choosing to identify with where I was weak. Yeah, and I think that's point number three. I like, I like Point one is to feel it. Point two is to expand. Point three is very much what are you focused on? Yeah. So in this example, that is a fantastic strategy. Literally write that down, a strategy. You know, write down what are your failures, but let's look at what, look, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> look at your wins. You know, what have you, what has been a win? Where have you succeeded? Because too often we get caught in, oh, but I failed here, here, and here. And we can easily list our failures as easily as we can list our flaws and our mistakes and all of that. But when you switch your focus to the opposite, to where you succeeded, to what's beautiful about you, to how awesome you are, and you start filling those out, and this is, I know some people are going to go, oh, but I find it easier to put my failures down. Yeah, I know. I get that. But so start with your failures first, yeah. like I did, right? Start exactly. with that. It'll, it'll be harder based on what you're used to doing. So if you're so used to focusing on and fixating on your flaws and your failures, you'll find that list easier to write. So my challenge to you is put as much time and effort and even more into your list of successes and make it double because when you actively start focusing on it and choosing to focus on it, you will start to see it. But unless you choose to, you won't. So your aim, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to consciously make sure that that list of your successes and your awesomeness is twice the length if not four or five times the length and it of is your it is because it is. you'll notice because first at first like i said i had three really strong ones and i was like 
I am totally not counting things that I should be mm -hmm. counting. You know, I was looking for really big things. Like they have to be big. No, they don't. <laughs> they, just have to, they have to exist, right? You have to actually acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. um, and when you start getting good at this and when you go back to your, you have a fail day and the, the list of failures pops up pretty soon. You can just make the little tallies, which is what I ended up doing. I just put a check mark for every thought where I was like, oh, no, fail, 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 fail. And then I went to my wins and I was like, win, win, win. <laughs> and then I started writing plus 39 plus 27, <laughs> you know, I, and adding it up because it became so big. But what I wanted to look at was, um, they talk about this and we will talk about this in greater detail more and more in our business, energy banking, mm. energy banking. So your fails or your negative thoughts are banked in energy. And so are your positive thoughts. Positive thoughts have more energy. They're powerful. They have more momentum. Um, as we talk about in manifesting and, um, Rach can verify this, that a positive thought has way more energy than a negative thought, which is why if you're thinking something like, I don't want, you know, I don't want to have a, to get audited on my taxes or something. And that's a negative thought going through your head. You can actually stop it and turn it around and be like, um, the universe has got me taken care of yeah. because I am right. So it's the same with this, with your failures and your wins. Um, your failures only have like meh, meh, meh energy. Your wins have this like bah, 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 energy to it. And when you switch your mind from um, the meh into the bah, 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 suddenly you can feel it in your body. You've got this energy. You're like, wait a second. I am not so far behind as I thought it was, mm -hmm. number one. Number two. Um, and this was the big one for me was when I go into my negative thinking about failure, the first thought is like, nobody, like I'm alone. This, <laughs> you know, like whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> when you go into your wins, you realize how supported you are, um, by, by yourself, by other people. I was a big, huge part of it, but also by the universe. It's like, look at how many opportunities I've had. Look at how many opportunities I've had um, and how many times it paid off. It, it um, manifested into something beautiful, right? If we get, this is the, the gratitude practice, I would say is like the last one. Oh, no, you know? I've got more. Oh, she's got more. Okay. <laughs> no, no, okay. No, that's just focus. <laughs> we've given you some strategies around focus, but the next yes. thing for me is, um, so now we've got you focused on your, your wins. You're in a much better place now to gain the feedback you need from that failure or from the action that you haven't taken yet because you're in that fear of failure. So now is the time to really get into, okay, well, what's, what's really here? And if it's something that you failed on, then it's like, okay, well, let's look at this almost like clinically. What happened? What, mm -hmm. can I, what did I learn? What can I do differently? So it's like a deconstruct, pull it apart. Um, if it's something you haven't done yet but you've been fearing failure, well, then look at, you know, what, is, what things can I do that would boost the success rate of this or what action, which is kind of the last point, taking action. But, you know, what, what do I need to know? What is the, it's, it's bringing in the information, getting clinical about what's really happening here. What can I take from that? What can I do with it? Rather than the emotional stuff, which we've dealt with. Now we're in happy zone. <laughs> we're in success zone. When you're in success zone, when you're in that space, 
then you're looking at all this information through the eyes of success. You're mm -hmm. going to pull out the pieces that are successful. You're going to put energy into it, which is success energy. It's a very different place to be instead of a, oh my God, I think it's going to fail. And then you try to take the action. You kind of infuse that with failure energy. So from a success energy place, you clinically look at the whole thing and determine what feedback you need to get, what you need to change, what you need to do differently, put that into place. Would you agree? Yeah. You don't and have a also, choice, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I always have a choice. <laughs> okay. um, also, there is a great um, amount of truth from what she said about looking at things kind of clinically. When you fail, you get a really clear dose of truth out of the situation. For example, with what I went through today where I found out I didn't, I didn't get selected, I, the first thing that came up was either you weren't aligned with it or it wasn't aligned with you. And I was like, okay, let me look at that. What does that mean? Um, and what came back is I, I hadn't put myself out there in a big enough way. Like I hadn't really put my heart out there. Um, I stayed in a safe zone. Like I chose art that was safe. Um, or I was like, this is cute. This should work. Or I also had approached it from an outside in perspective. You know, my, my thought was, what do they have? What do they already like? I'll, I'll pick stuff that feels like that and then put it out there. And they were like, wrong, wrong. <laughs> First, go more vulnerable. Don't hold back. Mm put more of yourself out there more. I mean, yes, it might hurt more if you fall, but you'll also have a better chance of really like showing them who you are. Mm. Number two was if you're trying to people please by, um, they already like this, so they should like this, then you're missing it. It's, again, it has to come from the internal where it's like, I really love this. This really speaks about me. I am expressing me through this and you like it or you don't. And my phone just lit up on that. Because <laughs> then that it's was alignment. Then it's alignment. Then it's okay. Exactly. Well, if you put your heart and soul into something and it doesn't come back, then it's right. just not aligned for you. It's not a personal but, thing. It's just. Well, that's, that was the cold hard truth that I got yeah. back was I was out of alignment. Mm. It, I could have changed a few things about how I approached it and may have gotten a different response. And so now I know moving forward as I submit, because I am a work in progress. And when it comes to my art, it's very vulnerable for me. So I do try to people please a little bit and they're like, stop it. Go <laughs> <laughs> bigger. You can't do that. That's and exactly right. It was like a bing moment for me today. Mm. So then I think the last point that, you know, tip number five or step number five is really just taking action. It is put your ass on the line, put your heart and soul out there. Yeah. Just do it. Take the next step, create the next product, put yourself on Facebook live. I'm doing that later this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> I'm committed to it. I'm doing it now. Um, it's, you know, if you, if you've been holding back because of the fear of failure, take that action, put yourself out there. It's really the last step because the only way, like we've talked about the entire episode is about you, you can't fail backwards. You can only fail forwards. It's a bit like time. It only goes in one direction, but it yes. takes a leap forward every time you try. Mm -hmm. Love it. I love it. Exactly. Failure only moves you forward, just like time. I love that. Put that, that on a meme. 
No, you put that under me. <laughs> She's always telling me, okay, I go know. put that under me. I'm going to have to watch the cider and take notes and put it down. But anyway, all right, well, let's, um, let's wrap this one up. Otherwise, we'll be here talking till midnight and we don't have that long. So uh, <laughs> thank you for being a part of today's episode. Whether you're watching this on video or listening to it as a podcast, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates. But come and join us if you're a female entrepreneur. Join us in our Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite Facebook group. Come find us. We would love for you to be a part of our tribe. And if you're out there in the world and you want to be a part of our community, join us on our website, Spirit for Success. We've got a lot of amazing things starting to come up and out. And if you're in San Diego or in California, we're going to be there together running an event. You can pick our brains and get readings and get coaching and hang out at La Costa Spa with us in um, at the end of... In July, 8th to 10th of July, we would love for you to come and chat to us about joining us for that. We're only taking 10 people, so it's, it's exclusive. It's very VIP-ish. So, yay. Well, is that it? We done? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I could keep going. <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, until next time, relax. We got this. Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. To get all the latest from Rach and Therese, go to www.spirit4success.com. Again, that's spirit4success.com. Until next time, relax.